Welcome, everyone, to the First Presbyterian Church podcast. We are First Presbyterian in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and we are glad that you are here listening with us, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, We hope that your day will be blessed, and may the peace of Christ be with you. built furniture you know the kind that comes all disassembled in boxes with like a big bag of screws and nuts and bolts and washers and of course an allen wrench right have you ever built that furniture without reading the instructions i know some people i won't name names who have tried to do that and it always ends in frustration right Sometimes even if you do read the instructions, it ends in frustration. But especially if you don't read the instructions or don't follow them in sequential order, you can kind of wind up doing things that need to be done before other things or after other things. Things have to be done in the right order often when you're building these things. And you can get things all out of order and then find yourself surrounded by all those pieces of particle board and nuts and bolts and washers and screwdrivers and be really frustrated. It can take hours, too. Again, sometimes even if you have read the instructions, that can happen, but I do recommend reading the instructions. But I'm a rule follower, so I like to, I like to do those things. But life can feel like that sometimes, right? Like we're surrounded by pieces of proverbial particle board and nuts and bolts and washers and all these things that we don't really know what to do with. Our lives can get caught up in things that don't really matter or we've gotten our priorities out of whack. We didn't read the instructions and we're wondering why we're lonely or unhappy, or not content. We're wondering where God is and how to find God. Our practice this week, we've been in a, spirit, in a sermon series excuse me, on practicing spiritual practices, on finding ways to make room for God in our life. We've talked about prayer, we've talked about listening to God, we talked about fasting. This week is as you might have seen on the front of your bulletin, embracing simplicity. Now, complicated furniture like that is the opposite of simplicity. But never mind, our lives can find guidance in the scriptures we've heard today. We've heard three, and I don't normally go over more than one scripture, but today I do because there's nuggets of wisdom in each one. First, we heard Matthew 6, that famous passage about where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And Jesus says to store up treasures in heaven. And then, well, I'm going to skip over Martha and Mary, but we just heard in Philippians, Paul saying, now mind you, he's saying this from prison. Paul saying, I have learned to be content with whatever I have. 
And I think the reason he is so content is because he is laser focused on his mission. And so even in prison, he can carry out his mission of proclaiming the gospel to the ends of the earth. For Paul, that's what really matters. Now on to Mary and Martha, and I want to spend a lot of time with them, or more time with them, because this is a a story that kind of gets under my skin, maybe, and a lot of people's skins as well, mainly because I feel like I'm being called out by Jesus, because I can often be that Martha fluttering around, attending to things, getting distracted, finding myself in a pile of Ikea furniture, not sure what to do with my life. Now, I think Jesus is speaking against distractions. But I want to put a little nuance here on Martha and Mary, because we often tend to separate them from contemplative or listening or spiritual things and physical things, service, earthly things. We could argue that food is necessary. It is necessary to feed Jesus. He needs food. He relied on people to feed him, and good hospitality was very important in that time. Now, Jesus is not saying to never serve anyone. He's not saying to never have an active side of your faith. Right before this story, he tells the parable of the Good Samaritan, where a man is beaten at the side of the road, and several you know, religious people come by and don't help. But finally, a Samaritan, an outsider, comes and helps the injured man. So to that person, the person to whom he was telling the story, are you with me? So Jesus was telling that story to a lawyer who was confused about his faith. To this lawyer, Jesus says, go and do likewise. Be like the Good Samaritan. Go and serve. And then just a few verses later to Martha, Jesus says, sit down, listen, and learn. Two different prescriptions within the same chapter. And I think what we can take from that is that Jesus doesn't give out universal guidelines, aside from love your neighbor as yourself, but to each person, when he's speaking with them, he gets to the heart of their own need. God says, Martha, you can sit down and rest. Because that's what she needed. And God guides us to what we need. God shows us how to store up treasure in heaven and how to be content in any circumstance. God invites us to do what really matters and to center our lives around it. God gives us the instructions to complicated life furniture and says, focus on me, focus on love, focus on serving other people. And because we all have different lives, of course, that looks different in our lives. 
Martha is distracted, like many of us. We don't listen to what Jesus tells us to do. We get worried or bitter or resentful. We fill our lives with what doesn't matter. But Jesus says to her, only one thing is necessary. Now, as I was reading interpretation about this story, um, I, it came up that that one thing is necessary could have meant Jesus saying literally, you only need one dish or one, you know, kind of food to feed me. And that put a new spin on it for me. It could be simple, simpler than what she had made it out to be. Sometimes in life, we make things so complicated, right? But Jesus says only one thing is necessary. One dish of food, or as we often hear in this story, or just automatically interpret it that way, the word of God, or time with God. So we're invited today to embrace simplicity. What does that mean in our lives? Well, I think it's whatever practices we can do to make room, to make space for Jesus. Because remember, spiritual practices are about keeping company with Jesus and allowing Jesus to transform us. So simplicity allows for that space. Could be with our possessions, the use of our time, our relationships, the things that we worry about. Embracing simplicity makes room for Jesus. Embracing simplicity is not just minimalism for its own sake or having a tidy home, but again, about making space for Jesus. The Shakers were, and there still are a few, um, religious movement that it, their strongest was in the 1800s. Some of you may have been to Shaker Village in um, Harrods, is Harrodsburg. Harrodsburg. Um, it's one of my favorite places. But the Shakers were a very interesting religious movement. They were well ahead of their time in terms of their insistence on equality of genders and of different races. They had women in leadership and people of all colors um, in their members. They lived simply, or we would think they lived simply today, and it's probably more obvious for the few living Shakers that they are living more simply than we do. At the time, it was interesting that their simple life, one focused on service and on work, on sharing possessions like the early uh, church did, um, at the time, the life that they had was probably, for some people who came to be Shakers, better than their subsistence life on the farm. The Shakers had a saying that I really like, hands to work, hearts to God. And I wonder how we could apply that to our lives, not to work ourselves to death, of course, but put our hands to service and our hearts to God. The question, I think, for embracing simplicity is, where are our hearts? What is the ordering of our lives and our priorities so that we're not, you know, trying to read instructions 
without the right order. God gives us the instructions for our priorities, for our life, God, neighbor, love, and says go and do, but also sit and listen. So friends, how can you uncomplicate and untangle your life? How can you focus on what really matters? When we do, our lives are richer, fuller, filled with more love. And how can we help others to be able to focus on their lives? For people who maybe have much and have things to give away, how can we help others know simplicity and less stress? How can we support others, maybe complicating our lives by doing things like leaving a really big tip for a restaurant server? Or something as simple as being patient in long lines at the grocery store. Simple things can help others have an easier load in life. So what really matters? Are you living the way that you want to live? Have you followed God's instructions and God's priorities for your life? What can you let go of this week to make more room for Jesus? God guides us there, and God helps us to embrace what really matters. Amen.